Welcome to Experience Junkies. On this show, I spotlight meeting and event professionals, global travelers, jet setters, and more to relive the moments we never want to forget. More importantly, we'll attempt as best we can to transport listeners to transformational points in our lives, sharing our observations and emotions behind these stories. By diving into the indelible impact these experiences have had on us, we decode small takeaways about how to be better humans than we were yesterday. You are all in for a treat today, experienced junkies. I have with me Amber Fortier of EmbodyMeLive.com. While Amber is young in years, she's very old in wisdom and knowledge. At the tender age of 19, Amber left behind everything she knew in the U.S. and headed to the other side of the world, New Zealand. After seven months of exploring the country in a camper van, she set off to a variety of other countries, finding herself along the way. Listen in as we chat about how sometimes it takes removing yourself from the expectations of family and friends to help you define life on your own terms. Welcome back to Experience Junkies. I am so excited to uh, have a guest here today with a great story. I'm happy to welcome Amber Fortier. We're going to talk about her experience kind of traveling the world from a very young age. But Amber, it's so great to have you here today. Yes, thank you so much for having me on the podcast. Absolutely. Amber, go ahead and tell the listeners a little bit about who you are and what you do. Yes. So hi, everyone. My name is Amber. I am a life and a business coach living here in sunny California. And my mission is to really help people to activate their gifts and what they're passionate about and make it a profitable lifestyle and career for themselves. I love that you said activate your gift. So kind of amplifying what you're already good at and finding ways to monetize it. That sounds wonderful. Yes, exactly. So your work is about teaching clients a little bit about how to embody themselves. What does the word embodiment mean to you? Yeah. So for me, the word embodiment really means to step into the version of yourself that you want to be. And whenever we're working towards something or we have a goal or a big vision of our life, the version of ourselves that we are right now needs to grow and be a different version to have those results. So a lot of my work is really discovering, okay, who do you want to become? The version of you who has a successful business or a thriving YouTube channel or a perfect relationship How do they act? What do they think? What do they believe about the world and about themselves? What kind of things do they do in their daily life? What do they spend their time on? What did they have to let go of in order to be that version? And really figuring out how to bridge that gap and step into that version of ourselves already. It's really interesting because I think that's really insightful. A lot of people will make plans on what they want to do. So you'll make, you know, goals and objectives, things you want to do in your career, things you want to do with your family or finances, like things you want to do, like a to-do list. But how often do people really plan who they want to be? I like that a to-be list. (laughs) I'm going to have to add that to my my vocab, but it's so true. And, you know, I also was that person where it's like, okay, once – I have a successful business, then I'm going to feel X, Y, Z. Or once I, you know, I find my soulmate, then I'm going to be happy and I'm finally going to have the things that I want. But it really works the other way around. It's like, okay, 
if I want to have a successful business, how do I need to show up? If I want to have a successful business, I can't keep saying how much I hate social media and how I don't want to do it because the version of myself who is thriving in my business, she wouldn't have gotten there if she hated it and if she wasn't doing the damn thing. So it's all about really stepping into that version of yourself before you have those results in order for those for the things that you want to find you. I heard a quote, um, and I wish I knew who said it because I would save this, but I love it. But it's basically saying that what you say is what you think and what you think is what you become. So it's, it's kind of interesting that you point out, hey, I can't say that I hate social media if this is a tool I need to get to X, Y, and Z. So being purposeful about not just your thoughts, but what you're actually saying so that you can kind of basically trick your mind into enjoying the experience to get to, you know, your future self. Exactly. And as you said, you know, if you feel like you hate social media, the way you post the energy that you give out is going to have that feeling of like, yeah, she doesn't really want to have, she doesn't really want to do it. And that's not the energy we want to have with any area of our life, whether that's, you know, even another example of like a friendship, if you're like, oh, I really don't like this friend. I don't want to hang out with them. They're going to get that vibe and it's not going to be a great friendship for you. So whatever it is that you want, you have to make sure that your thoughts and your actions and your beliefs are aligned with the vision of what you want to create. You have so much wisdom at such a young age. You know, you're not even 30 yet. And the things that you're saying, you know, a lot of people in their 40s and 50s may realize later on life. So I talked about before we kind of jumped in that you went on this amazing trip, amazing journey at the age of 19. Do you feel like that experience and and definitely share kind of uh, your uh, high level overview of that experience with the audience, but do you feel that traveling, uh, you know, at the age of 19 and leaving everything you knew at home has got you to where you are with all these, you know, kind of deep thoughts that a lot of people get from many more decades of experience? I want to definitely say yes. I've always been a bit of an old soul. I even remember being like 12 years old, giving people advice. And they're like, how are you giving me? Like, I'm a grown ass man. How are you giving me advice right now? So in a way, I've always just been a very wise type of person. But traveling definitely does just open up your mind to just different ways of thinking and realizing like the way that I was raised and the things that I grew up around It's not the only way. It's not like this is a rule of how life works. And I think that was the biggest eye opener for me is realizing like just because we do things like this here in California where I'm from and other parts of the world, like that's not the way they do things. And it it gives you a more open, yeah, just a different, a different viewpoint of life and and everything. Yeah. So when you left um, at the age of 19, um, talked about you sold everything and the first stop was New Zealand of all places. So I'm just kind of curious, were you running from something, you know, at home or running to something when you made this leap and kind of talk about where you went from New Zealand? Yeah, so it was a little bit of a mix of both. Um, I definitely was running away from a lot of things. I had just ended a really, really toxic relationship with my ex. My relationship with my family was okay, but like not the greatest. My best friend and I, we were living together and long story short, I ended up having to sue her for like $7,000 for not paying rent at all. So that kind of killed that friendship as well. So there was just so much going on that I was like, look, 
I want to do things with my life. I'm tired of waiting for people, whether it's friends or a partner to like want to travel with me and get their shit together. Mm -hmm. So I was like, you know what? Like, I'm just going to go off and do it on my own. And that's actually why I chose New Zealand, because, you know, I know that I'm a young woman, so I wanted to make sure that I was safe. It's an English speaking country. It's very, very safe. It's known for like trap, like solo travelers and backpackers. So I felt that it was a good um, decision for me. And I also just love the outdoors and like adventure sports and things like that. So it was just like the perfect combo for me to go to New Zealand, which was such an amazing experience. I ended up being there for about seven months and I bought a little camper van. I was just living in my van, traveling around, being a total hippie. It was so much fun. And during my experience, I really did so much inner work. And it's funny because now looking back on it, I didn't really realize that it was inner work at the time but now that I've really gotten so deep into personal development and mindset I'm like oh man that was a deep year for me that was a lot a lot happened for me that year it really took you know stepping away from everything that's familiar and kind of just creating your own definition for yourself and that was just the biggest highlight of my trip so you talked about stepping away from kind of you know what was expected of you, if you will. What was the difference between, you know, the life that you left in California and, you know, your family or friends' expectations of who Amber would be to the world versus the Amber who was traveling in a camper in New Zealand? What were the new expectations that were different than the ones you left behind in California? Mm, That's a really good question. So, Back at home, you know, I was raised as a Jehovah's Witness, so very religious family, and I knew from a very young age that I didn't really want to be in that religion, and that was just really, really, really hard. Like, I, you know, for those of you who grew up in a religious household, it's very hard to step away from that, especially if you've been, you know, raised going to church three times a week for your whole life. Like, I would be the person knocking on your doors, you know, asking if you wanted a Bible study, and I think like growing up like we were doing like 30 hours a month every single month until I turned 18 and moved out of the house so so many expectations of just you know what kind of life I have to live and the kind of person that I want to be and you know All these things that I just knew at my core, I'm like, this is just not who I am. Like, I'm an Aquarius. I'm a free spirit. I hate people telling me what to do. So that was just always been such a struggle my whole life of like, why do you guys keep bossing me around? Like, let me just be free and do my own thing and just figure out myself and like, what do I like? What kind of, you know, just who I am. And I really didn't know who I was for for so long. You know, I feel like I had a different personality at church, a different personality when I was at school with my friends. Like there was so many different versions of Amber Mm -hmm. that I'm like, wait, who, who am I really going away? You know, there was nobody that I knew there, you know, nobody knew my past. They didn't know. They had no expectations of me. And it was so beautiful to really just have that fresh start and to kind of realize, I guess I just realized how awesome that I was. Um, I feel like, yeah, I feel like as a kid, you know, I was always the bad child, you know, like uh, I was like, there's a there's a there's a, a quote in the Bible that it's like oh, how does it go something about like the bad apple 
ruins the whole bunch or something like that, you know? And like, I was always a bad apple at church. Like all my friends, their parents were like, I don't know about this Amber person. Like, I don't really like her. She, they just, there was so much judgment, you know? And I, I definitely internalized a lot of that and was like, what's wrong with me? Like, why does everyone think I'm such a bad person? Why does everyone, you know, have these judgments about me? Like, I think that I'm a pretty good person. Like, why does everyone feel this way about me? And when I started traveling and realizing like, wait, I'm actually the bomb. People love to hang out with me. I'm having so much fun. People are like, oh my God, you're so awesome. Mm. Like, it was just such a liberating experience to really just be able to be my fullest authentic self. It's so interesting because I didn't grow up Jehovah's Witness, but I am a Christian and was raised in the Christian household. And even though it's slightly different than the Jehovah's Witness, I was at church a lot growing up. And I wouldn't say that it was a bad experience. Um, I'm still in my faith to this day. But what you kind of mentioned, it was interesting about you being like the bad child. I think I experienced it from the opposite perspective of being the good child, but that can be oppressive too. I struggled a lot with kind of always presenting that perfectionism on the outside. I struggled with people pleasing a lot and just, you know, smiling and nodding to things that I didn't really accept internally. Um, and for me, I think the birth out of that was getting divorced. Um, and divorce is not really, I mean, it happens in Christian churches, but it's definitely looked down upon and not really common. And so going through that experience, you know, it helped me shed some of the fear of people seeing the authentic me and people seeing my flaws and imperfections. And while I am still in the faith, what it looks like is different than it was back then. And, and the, my experience with church and church members is different than it was back then. So I can appreciate that there's that parallel, even for people that stay in a uh, spiritual community, you might have to define as an adult what it looks like for you versus what it was dictated to you as a kid. Yes. And that's so key. You know, I feel like being able to have the freedom to say like, what does this mean to me? Mm -hmm. Like, how does this make me feel? What is my relationship with God? Instead of you have to do this, it needs to look like that. It kind of felt very much like that, at least in my own experience. Yeah. And it was very like, just suffocating. I felt very suffocated for so long. So it was so liberating to just be able to be free and to have fun and to just, you know, just be completely on your own, especially at 19. I just had moved out the house. I'd been, you know, I did a year in college and that was just the perfect time for me to really kind of step into that next version of myself. It's interesting you've talked that, you know, you left a lot behind uh, physically when you, you know, sold everything and left California, but you kind of left an old version of Amber in the US when you um, started traveling abroad. And I'm just curious, have you found that any aspects of the old you really were true to you and they survived that rebirth and, you know, are still part of you today? A hundred percent. I feel like, you know, at my core, I'm still the same person, except I just give a lot less fucks. Like, <laughs> instead of trying to cover it up or yeah. like, ooh, I have to be this way, I am just so raw and authentic. And it's like, if you don't vibe with me, like this goes for like family, friends, anyone that knows me, I'm like, look, if you don't vibe with me, that's cool. Yeah. I vibe with myself and like, you can go do your thing. Like I'm not bothered about your opinion of me anymore. And Absolutely. yeah, like what, what version, you know, definitely a lot of versions of myself died or that I left behind, 
but a lot of who I always had been was still there. I just kind of allowed myself to let it be free without worrying about, you know, what is everyone going to think? How are they going to judge me? What are, you know, all these things that we kind of sometimes think about. I was able to just let that go and I guess like call in my call in my tribe of people who are, you know, like my my soul family. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Going back to your trip and your and your journey, you know, traveling the world at a young age, it's not really atypical. There's a lot of people that may take a gap year or uh, just may travel, you know, in between university and, and going out into uh, the work community. But I'm just kind of curious, you came from it, you came out of that experience with a lot of learnings, you know, and you talked about having an old soul, but even still, um, a lot more wisdom than I think the typical young backpacker may have. So how would you say your journey may have differed from others that may set out on, you know, these world travels, you know, in their late teens, early 20s? That's a good question. You know, it's hard to say because I haven't had the experience of anyone else. But, you know, a lot of the backpackers that I meet, you know, it's more of just like a fun trip. They're going Mm -hmm. to to have fun, to explore. And for me, I really set my intention of like, I want to find myself. I want to figure my shit out. I want to come back home a different person. And that was actually like the intention I set out from the beginning. And I think because I already had that in mind, my subconscious mind was like, okay, cool. She's what she wants a transformation. Like we're going to give her a transformation and was kind of, you know, putting things along my path that will help that kind of come into fruition. Yeah. I was just writing down, you talked about setting your intentions on what you wanted to get from it. And so how did your intentions kind of guide your, your decisions about where you went next, how long you stayed a place, and what you got out of each location you went to? Mm, that's a really good question. You know, looking back, it's funny, I haven't reflected on this much. That was like already five years ago, but I really, you know, I guess I didn't know it at the time, but I was just listening to my intuition. I wasn't really, you know, I didn't know a lot about the new age, spirituality, yeah. and intuition, all that kind of stuff. But looking back, I would just be like, okay. What do I want to do? And that was really the first time that I was just by myself. I didn't have a boyfriend. I didn't have friends with me who were like, what do you want to do? Always, you know, like you have to ask everyone else. So it was my first time of just like, I wake up in the morning and I'm like, do I want to stay here? Do I want to drive and go somewhere else? And really that helped me to just step into my feminine energy and just learn to just go with the flow. Because of that, I was so open to different experiences. I was open to so many amazing things that that have happened you know so for example i was meeting these people and i'm like yeah you know i want some kind of new year plans but i just wasn't sure what i wanted to do and they're like yeah we're going to this festival you should join us and cool, I'll go to this festival. And at this festival, I ended up meeting my husband there. Mm -hmm. And so many amazing things unfolded from that because I was just in a space of being open to what came and just realizing like, you know, the people that I meet, let's just, in a way, it was almost like having a yes year. Like whenever something came my way that I was like, that sounds fun. Yeah, I'll do Mm -hmm. it. That sounds interesting. Okay. I was just saying yes to everything. And because of that, so many just incredible things came my way. Wow. Um, You know what I really appreciate is um, when I'm giving advice, whether it's solicited or unsolicited to young people that are, you know, graduating high school or graduating college, I really try to impart on them like, 
this is a special time in your life. You don't have children. You don't have a spouse. You don't have a mortgage and all these responsibilities. You also probably don't have money, but you don't have a lot of things that might weigh you down um, later on in life. And so, yeah, I love that you, like you said, follow that intuition and let yourself be open to experiences because it's such a unique point in your life where you're young enough and you're healthy enough that you can do a lot of things that maybe as you get older and you may have more financial freedom, you might have children or you might have health issues. You might have, you know, maybe you're taking care of parents or other family members. So yeah, it's just a special time in life that you you should really put yourself first. It's the key point in life to be selfish. And that's what I really try to impart on, you know, those young individuals. And so my question to you is, if you were talking to 18, 19 year old Amber today, you know, the one that hadn't left, hadn't yet left California and everything behind, what would you tell that young lady, um, knowing what you know now? Do all the crazy things you want to do. Like if you have an idea that just sounds batshit crazy, just do it. Like, what do you have to lose? Um, I would say stop waiting around for people. I've always kind of been a go-getter. Like, if I want something, I'm going to make it happen. I I just do whatever I want. But for a long time, I was like, oh, I want to travel, but I wanted to wait for my friends to come with me. Or I wanted to, you know, I, I guess I was kind of scared to do things by myself. And I was scared to really be alone and be, like, fully independent. I even remember being in high school, like, me and my friends, we would, like, walk each other to class. We would be to lunch together, walk into school together. So we always had someone. And I think think as you get older and your friendships sometimes start to dissolve and you start to you know end up going your different paths learning to be independent and do things on your own is going to help you go so far in your life so that's the that's the advice that I would give to myself or anyone who's young I remember talking to a former co-worker years ago and I said something offhanded like I'm gonna go to the movies today and she was married with with young kids and I had kids I wasn't married at the time she said by yourself I'm like, yeah, I want to go to the movies. And it was such a novel concept. I'm still friends with her to this day. So she hears this, she'll laugh. But she's just like, I would never do something like that. And I'm like, I'm not going to wait around for someone to go with me for one. And sometimes there's things that I like that I know family, friends, significant other, they don't like. So I'm just going to enjoy it by myself um, as opposed to dragging them along with me. And they're kind of begrudgingly sitting there um, and I'm, you know, upset at them because they're ruining my experience, right? So I think it's a really key thing you pointed is like not waiting around for your friends or your family to co-sign the things that you want to do. If there's something you want to do and there's no one else that wants to experience it with you, like do it. And something, sorry, something else to add before you move on to that as well is like, once you learn to be your own best friend, your standards go through the roof. Mm-hmm. And that was the biggest thing for me. I've always been such a giver, such a people pleaser, like always giving 110% for friends who just take advantage of me and never even give me anything in return. So after I came back from my trip, I really realized like, if you are really not reciprocating the same energy that I would give to you, I'd rather be by myself. Mm -hmm. I'm cool being on my own. And that goes with friendships, relationships, like literally anyone. And when you learn to just be happy by yourself, then 
then you're going to be a bit pickier with who you let into your circle. And I feel like so many, that's where so many problems start with a lot of people is like settling for bad relationships or, you know, feeling like, oh, I'm not good enough. So I should just accept where I'm at and be happy with who I'm with. And I'm happy that I've got some kind of friends, even though deep down, I don't really like them. So become, you know, becoming your own best friend is just such a flex. It's, it's so beneficial. It's the ultimate flex. Absolutely. Yeah. And, um, so what I was going to ask you is we've talked a lot about being open and you know how you kind of said you had a yes year. Um, but what I really appreciated, um, when you talked about how you decided on New Zealand, you mentioned, you know, I'm a single woman, I'm young and New Zealand is relatively safe. And, you know, a lot of backpackers go there because it's safe for solo travelers. It's a really good environment and community for that. Um, so how do you balance that yin and yang between being adventurous and saying yes, but also like safety, responsibility, and still being a smart traveler or just a smart, you know, uh, young woman going about the world? Yeah, I think I was definitely raised, thankfully, to be like, just an independent woman and take care of yourself. Mm-hmm. And I, you know, I'm very grateful that I'm just very smart with things. Like my my mom was actually, she works for the CSI. So she does a lot of crime yeah. scenes and things like that. <laughs> so she she sees a lot of stuff. And she always like, as you know, when, you, when you're young, I'm like, stop telling me all these horror right. stories. But at the same time, I am so aware of my surroundings. I'm so aware of like, I'm just smart. And even when I go out, like I have no problems going out with myself, but I also know like watch your drinks. Mm-hmm. Still, like, I'm just very smart about what I do. So always making sure like you're having fun, but you're still being responsible. You're letting people know where you are. You have, you know, those people that you trust. Like I didn't have the greatest relationship with my family when I left, so they weren't really keeping tabs on me. But I did have a really close cousin who I was like, hey, I'm hanging out with these people. Here's my location, just in case. And thankfully, I never needed anything. I always kind of like just trust my intuition when it comes to like, if I meet someone and they give me just any kind of weird vibes, I know that I can just say no and be like, actually, I'm busy. Yeah. But then I also know like, okay, you give me like a good feeling and I feel like I can trust you and kind of rolling with that as well. Yeah, I guess I'm very, I don't know. I don't know if everyone has a good compass when it comes to, you know, knowing what's safe and what's not. But I, I've been very lucky throughout my life. Yeah, I, I think it's a good reminder. I think there's this kind of stereotype that, kids that are backpackers or, you know, young solo traveling women, you're kind of so carefree. Oh, it's fine. You might be a little naive, but I love that you kind of talked about, yeah, I can be open and adventurous with experiences, but still be smart about it. Still, you know, be aware of my surroundings. My mom taught me that at a young age too, kind of like that, have your head on a swivel and, and know what's going on. You know, now that I'm a mom, I've got the eyes of my back of my head too, but yeah, just know who you're with, know what you're doing to, you know, be aware, like be present. And I will say yes. to a lot of, and I won't even just say younger people because people my age are guilty of it too, but um, having cell phones can be the biggest detriment to that, especially when you're traveling and you may be using it for directions or for translation. But if you are looking at that screen, it takes a lot of awareness away from the situation around you. So I love that you kind of address that you were adventurous in a safe way. And I love how you said being present. I didn't even think about that, but that that's also such a great thing with traveling abroad mm-hmm. is like 
I don't know. I feel like even now that I'm that I'm back home, it's so easy to just get into your routine. You know, you go to work, you go to your grocery store. Everything starts to kind of almost feel like you're on autopilot. Mm -hmm. And when you're somewhere new and you're traveling, like you are just so in the present moment, absorbing everything and the sounds and the people and like everything is so interesting and like so fun. And that year was the first year I really like did a full detox on my social media. Mm. I stopped using it as much. I actually didn't have internet access for like parts of my trip because I'm out in the wilderness and stuff, which was really nice, of course. And just, yeah, knowing how to be present and really enjoy exactly where you're at right now. That's what this show is all about. That's what Experience Junkies, the essence of it is being present in the moment, making those memories, but also being so aware of your surroundings that they're kind of burned in your your memory bank for the future. And you can kind of call back on them, you know, rough times, hard times, or, you know, times when you can't go out and travel or do those things. You can at least kind of tap into those memories of the experiences you have had. Mm-hmm. Well, this, I love that. this has been a great conversation. I've loved having you on, Amber. Before we go, I always ask every guest this question. And, you know, after our conversation, you know, f- reflecting back on this experience, reflecting back on kind of your journey thus far, if you had to pick a song to convey that, what would it be and why? So the song I would choose is called Good Life by Zoo. It's spelled Z-H-U. Mm-hmm. And it's such a beautiful song. It's basically about... Yeah, living in the present moment, enjoying and being grateful for everything that you have in your life and really just, yeah, just being being happy with where you are. That was actually a song I would play every single morning when I was on my trip in New Zealand. That was like part of my morning ritual to like put that song on, yeah. light some incense, meditate for a bit. So it always gets me feeling really good. Talk about setting intentions with with music and, and the vibe yes. each day. Well, um, before we sign off, Amber, let everyone know where they can find you on the interwebs. Yes, yeah, so you can find me online um, on my Instagram. It's Amber J Fortier. It's spelled A M B E R J F O R T I E R. And my website is www.embodyme.live. So that's where you can find me online. Wonderful. And we'll have all that information in the show notes for listeners. So definitely check out Amber, follow her on social after this episode. It has been great talking with you today, friend. So happy to have you um, and have a great rest of your day. Thank you. Thank you for listening to another episode of the Experience Junkies podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, please leave us a review on Apple or Spotify so that other listeners can find the show. Be sure to join our Discord channel. This is a great place for you to give feedback, talk with me, talk with our guests and other listeners, and share your experience junkie tales. Thank you for listening. Have a great rest of your day.